is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Well, hello and welcome to the show. You're listening to Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Healthcare System. I'm Deborah Howell, and today's guest is Dr. Anna Houterman, board-certified breast surgeon and medical director of the breast care program at the Memorial Care Breast Center at Saddleback Memorial. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about innovations in breast cancer surgery. Welcome, Dr. Houterman. Thank you. Good morning. Let's get started. Now, when a patient is diagnosed with breast cancer, at what point do you refer her for surgery? So generally uh, what happens, you know, a patient goes and gets a mammogram and, you know, an an abnormal spot is seen, the patient has a biopsy performed and um, gets a diagnosis of breast cancer. And at that point, usually the first consultation that the patient has is with the breast cancer surgeon. Okay. Um, And, you know, we sort of go over the plan and, you know, the the plan may or may not include chemotherapy, uh, radiation therapy, and the patient will generally have appointments uh, to see those specialists as well. Mm-hmm. But usually the first thing that happens in this in this plan is that the patient has her surgery performed. That's um, not always true. There are some patients that, that have more advanced disease that may not have surgery up front, but the majority of patients do have their surgery up front. Okay. So... This is the point we're at. So there are many different kinds and types of surgery used to treat breast cancer. Maybe you could uh, elucidate us on that. Right. So in general, when when someone uh, gets a diagnosis of breast cancer, uh, in general, they have a choice between uh, two, two options um, for surgery. One option is the mastectomy, which, you know, means removing the entire breast. Mm-hmm. Plus or minus reconstruction. The other option is lumpectomy, which means you know just removing the tumor only and leaving the rest of the breast alone. And if you choose that option, if you choose lumpectomy, it's sort of a, a package deal, and you have to have um, radiation therapy to your breast afterwards, also. And um, so when you're when you're looking at these two options and trying to decide between them, um, there are a couple of sort of important things to know. The first thing is that um, whichever option you choose, whether it's mastectomy or lumpectomy and radiation, um, your survival is equal. Really? Right. So a lot of women come in thinking, well, I'm just going to have a mastectomy so that I can live as long as possible. Right. But in actuality, your whichever surgery uh, option that you choose, you're going to live equal number of years, basically. That's amazing. I did not know that. And I can't even imagine. It's sort of like a Sophie's Choice, isn't it? (laughs) So the the main difference between these two options is what is the chance that the breast cancer could come back? That's right. Down the road. So um, if you choose mastectomy, the chance of breast of a of a cancer coming back in your breast, um, you know, years afterwards, is not zero percent. You think it might be because you know we're removing yeah. all the breast tissue, but we can't actually, you know, remove every single little cell underneath the skin. So the risk is it's not zero percent, but it's you know it's very very low. Okay. Um, if you choose the lumpectomy and radiation, because you are leaving breast tissue behind, there is a risk, you know, that 
that a cancer could develop again. Right. Um, but that risk is also quite low. Uh, we used to say um, around 14%, but nowadays it's probably even lower, maybe about 6% okay. chance. Okay. So, so still good, you know, good odds that, that the cancer won't come back in your breast. If the cancer did come back in your breast um, years down the road, then at that point you would have to undergo a mastectomy mm-hmm. um, because you're only sort of a maximum amount of radiation that you're allowed to receive in a lifetime. And so if you've gone through lumpectomy and radiation once and, and need treatment a second time, then the choice at that point is a mastectomy. Boy, just in the three or four minutes we've been talking, you've really made me eager to go in and get my next mammogram. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mammograms are so important because, you know, they they identify tumors when they're very small before we can even feel them. And, you know, the smaller you can catch your tumor, the better your prognosis. So. Absolutely. Now, if the patient would like to have reconstructive surgery, during what part of the treatment process is reconstructive surgery performed? So reconstruction, you know, after a mastectomy can can really be performed at any time. So, for example, you know, if um, you have a mastectomy and decide not to have reconstruction, then a, a year later you change your mind, you know, reconstruction can be performed then. But it's nice most patients like to begin the reconstruction process at the same time as their mastectomy. Um, I think from a psychological standpoint, it's sort of nice to, um, to you know, to, at the time of your mastectomy to have um, some some fullness to not see yourself totally flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though the reconstruction process does take um, a long time, um, it Ideally, ideally, what can what happens is you know you go in to the operating room to have your mastectomy performed, and then while you're still asleep, the um, plastic surgeon will come in and place what's called an expander um, and begin the, the reconstruction uh, process. I have learned so much. For some reason, I thought you had to wait until all the cancer treatment was done, and then wait a year, and then have your reconstructive surgery. I had no idea it could be done at the same time. And there are some situations where that's recommended, but I would say the majority of patients that um, have reconstruction, um, we do like to begin the process at the time of their initial surgery. And it it is a process. And so, you know, you don't wake up from your operation, uh, uh, you know, with sort of a finished product in terms of reconstruction. Mm -hmm. The reconstruction is a process that can take, you know, even up to six months before you uh, really look the way that you want to look. Right. Um, because these expanders are placed. And the expander, you could think of an expander as sort of like a empty implant. Okay. Sort of like a, a place saver. And so that is placed at the time of your mastectomy and then by the plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then during the course of the next uh, few months, the plastic surgeon will see you in his office and slowly start to fill up these expanders sort of as a, in-office procedure, um, fill up the expanders with um, saline gradually. And okay. in doing so, the skin is stretched out little by little, and mm-hmm. so the skin uh, can is at a size where it can accommodate an implant. And then you go back and have a second operation uh, where the expander is removed and your final implant is placed. I see. Okay. And and why is it done that way? I mean, do, do, 
the breast just the breast area cannot handle that sort of weight while it's trying to heal or, or? yeah uh, so you know when when the um, breast tissue is removed the skin overlying the breast you know is very you know delicate and fragile and uh, it would it, just like you say it would be sort of too much for it to be able to hold a, an implant right away and there mm-hmm. are times where we want to you know part of the skin is removed during the time of the mastectomy too and so there may not be enough skin to to hold an implant that's the size that the patient wants so it I see. needs okay. to be stretched out a bit more it sounds like breast cancer surgery has really evolved it really has um if you think back you know if you go all the way back to the 1970s actually um Prior to the 1970s, uh, the only operation for breast cancer that was performed was something called a radical mastectomy. Mm-hmm. That had been performed probably for a good century before then. And a radical mastectomy is different from um, what we think of a, a mastectomy today. You know, the, the modern-day mastectomy that's performed is removing the breast tissue and the skin that overlies it. Um, but the radical mastectomy um, uh, involves removing the breast tissue, the skin, but also all the uh, muscle along the chest wall. And so you can imagine this must have you know, been a much more debilitating oh, yes. operation for these patients and, um, and really affect uh, you know, their, their mobility. And so there was a, lo- uh, a lot of research that was done um, that showed that the radical mastectomy, the more aggressive operation, actually didn't. Um, uh, confer a greater survival advantage compared to the modern-day mastectomy that we do today. So that operation is actually no longer done. Wow. And and then shortly after that, um, also in the sort of in the late seventies, uh, research was done on lumpectomies. And prior to that time, a lumpectomy, uh, a lumpectomies were not performed. So you could have you know, a very large tumor or a very, very small tumor, and no matter what size your tumor was, you had to have a mastectomy prior to this. So um, lumpectomies, you know, uh, originated at that time and mm-hmm. really gave women options. Um, and since that time, you no, know, more recently, we've had a lot of um, new uh, advances also. Nowadays, we do things um, called skin-sparing mastectomies and nipple-sparing mastectomies that where the patient is able to um, preserve their own nipple and areola and really have a more natural um, look and outcome after their reconstructive surgery. We um, use incisions that are sort of in locations that are much less noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, we do what's called um, oncoplastic surgery, which is basically uh, something that applies to lumpectomies usually, but it's a concept basically using plastic surgery techniques um, to perform cancer operations. And, of course, the number one goal with the lumpectomy is to remove the entire cancer. Yes. But then after that, the secondary goal needs to be, you know, let's um, we want to try and make the breast tissue look as nice as possible, basically. Mm-hmm. So thinking mm-hmm. about aesthetics and um, the cosmetic result. So... Um, so those are a number of um, ways that um, the breast surgery has evolved, over, you know, recently. We've also been looking at, um, uh, 
trying to select patients that can have um, fewer lymph nodes removed um, because we, um, you know, normally will remove uh, one or two lymph nodes in the, um, under the arm to mm-hmm. see if it has spread. And so more recently, there's been a lot of research done to see if, um, if there are certain patients that can have fewer lymph nodes uh, removed and, and so doing the sort of avoid all the risks and complications that go along with um, lymph node surgery. Okay. Wow, we've come a long way, and certainly each patient is kept in mind and for the best in a whole patient, and it's a much better day to be a breast cancer patient these days. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Howderman. It's been great to have you on the show today. Great. Thank you very much. To listen to the podcast or for more information, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org, and we thank you for listening today. I'm Deborah Howe. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness. Brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Have a fantastic, healthy day.